When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. Brought to you in association with Giovanni's. No Paul Abandonato, but I'm here, Dominic Booth, oui. with Nathan Blake, um, for hopefully just as incisive a chat without Paul. You never know. It is possible. More incisive. Potentially. Just just me and you, the two intelligent ones. Yeah, and no one's sitting on the fence for any predictions as well, hopefully. <laughs> We're obviously going to cut through the disastrous defeats, really, for Cardiff against Watford and Everton. Um, some questions for Blakey, and he takes on Fussy Five once again. See if he can improve. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, looking ahead to a clash between two of your uh, old sides oh, yeah, Cardiff yeah. against Wolves. Yeah. All in you. What about where do we start then with this? Uh, with these two home defeats, Nathan? Because they're as bad as each other, really, in many ways. Yeah. Um, the, if you look, the Watford game, um, I think the. the the disappointing thing from my point of view with Watford was there didn't seem to be any lessons learned from the away fixture earlier on in the season. I mean, we come away from Watford saying we hadn't seen a team, you know, take Cardiff apart like that. Mm. For Well, I hadn't seen a team in the Premier League or the Championship take Cardiff apart like that. So um, you could possibly say Man City in the FA Cup the season before, but... Uh, yeah, they just, they just. They it was just, even worse, wasn't it? Yeah, day? I mean, they. Uh, excuse me, excuse, excuse me, you. just a little bless. It's a live show. Bless me. Um, they just seem to almost get, you know, stuck in a situation where they were waiting for something to happen, and Watford, you know, didn't disappoint them. You know what I mean, uh, from Cardiff's point of view, they didn't then try to. They didn't seem to be trying to chase the game. They were almost. It was almost like what had happened in the first fixture. They knew right. We can't cope against this sort of system. They hadn't learned from it. They just no, sort of no, no, it. no. They just because they played the same system four two two two, and they just. We've said many a times about rotation and Cardiff, mm. but I think you've seen it at its at its best. Uh, and Watford were great up there, and they were even better at um, at the City Stadium. Yeah, well, Fay obviously got the got the credit, yeah. but it was the movement I thought watching the game back. I wasn't actually at the game, but I watched the game back in full. And mm. um, the movement of Hughes and Pereira, mm. we like you said, we spoke about it before. Cardiff couldn't deal with it. They were moving. Diagonally across the defence, and it was just impossible for. The if you want to say man to man, it, it, it's 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 ideal to play against. If a, if a team is going to play man to man against you, it is it's perfect. First of all, the system they're playing, the shape they're playing, 
isn't the norm. From the shape they set it's up, it's quite think, fluid, isn't it? Yeah, very fluid. And you think, oh, well, they're not going to go wide. But Watford actually like to get wide and like to get runners from midfield in behind you. Uh, it, you know, it's it's not difficult to contend with if you've worked on it. But if you if you don't work on it, like anything, it's it's going to become really difficult. And I thought that was a real. And I thought it was a it was a bad time to get that kind of home result with the amount of goals we shipped because it's you know it's okay saying oh we just do it in the next game but it's not how it works I think like Bournemouth are on, on their eight defeats continually on their eight defeat mm. run at the moment you know, it can happen to you Cardiff can go from now to the end of the season without winning a game without picking up a point it's quite possible it's the momentum of those runs yeah though. and if you look at where we were two weeks ago we're all on a high thinking you know what were we saying 25 points literally 10 more points you know three wins and a draw probably going to stay up but you know now you're looking and thinking where are these wins going to come from where are these wins going to come from I mean the the beauty of it the the only um, the only positive I suppose you can take from it is two terrible defeats and they still sit outside the relegation zone yeah time of recording it's obviously Southampton Fulham tonight is a a game all Cardiff fans should be keeping an eye yeah. on, I would have thought. Yeah. Was the Everton game in, in some ways actually worse, Blakey? Because no shots on target against Everton. There were those periods in the Watford game, there was the penalty shout, which obviously I think we would agree should have been given. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that was at 1-0. Yeah, and there was a period in the second half, at the start of the second half, when it was still 1-0, when mm. Cardiff were going forward. And I think Delafeu scored from mm. first Cardiff set piece when mm. you know, they could have got back well, in the game. Well, that was a poor ball by Bennett if my memory serves me correctly yeah. uh, they headed it away and there wasn't a pass Dillafield picked it up um, breezes past uh, someone in midfield and then Bruno is square on the halfway line he stood square on he's got to be side on and dropping rather than square on and walking forward and so Dillafield looked like you know Christmas he looked like Usain Bolt <laughs> he went past him like he was stood still and yeah. we know we know Bruno's quick you know what I mean? So uh, it was too easy. Though, wasn't it, it? it was too easy, just all around. One ball in, headed away, ends up in the back of net. The first goal where Deeney's um, going down and gets on 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 his haunches and all that. You're thinking, what? Well, Morrison smash him? No. Okay, Bennett, you smash him? No. And it just seemed to be, you know, Manga, you smash him then. One of you, he's expecting it. He's a tough cookie, Troy. He's expecting that kind of that warrior to come through him not hurt him not damage him but it's like physical tiptoeing around his feet and he's trying to keep on his feet and what have you so for me the goals against Watford were were disappointing and um, I think what it done is give you a real like a bit of a confidence killer mm. and I think there's like an emotional dump after the, the the away victory and the emotions of Emilio and stuff like that I think is a combination of a lot of things going on at the moment. So you think the Everton game was possibly a... It was too quick a turnaround after the disappointment of Watford and Cardiff never got going at any stage in the game, really. I know there were some changes from, from Warnock. For, for me, they didn't work. Well, Bakuna, Bakuna, the first goal, he never attaches himself to... If you watch it, right, watch the goals, Bakuna never attaches himself to Sigurdsson, which I don't get. Right, because I know the ball goes down the right hand side, and what have you? First, we kick it out, 
Uh, Paul goes down the right hand side and you might say okay uh, Junior's turned his back but Junior's tracking his man the man gets the cross in Gilfie's like 12 yards out on you his own you know that's where it's going right yeah They traditionally most teams now cut it back they don't cross the ball anymore they cut back but if you watch the re- if you watch the replay Pakuna's he, he's with him in midfield but he's like 5 yards say two left he's not got him directly in his sights he's off to his right hand side off to Bakuna's right hand side and then what happens is as Bakuna turns over his left shoulder to follow um, Hoyland Gilfie just runs off him yeah totally blind and then you know if you look Bakuna's the nearest man to get to him but is nowhere near him really it's a simple finish So and questions over Manga for the second goal as well playing out of position at right back we'll probably get into that a bit later yeah but... yeah yeah the second goal where he's trailing across the pitch is yeah. because he's not got an option if I'm playing up front there I'm expecting him I'm just going to try and make a run in behind and if it goes out for a throw in and if he misses up you can say 50-50 yes let the ball go regardless but he's probably thinking we need to get back in the game maintain possession play off a front man or something but he just got robbed and he didn't see I don't think he's seen um, the other man coming on his shoulder I mean for me the Everton game was was disappointing because I felt Everton I don't know what you felt Blakey they Everton weren't taken, yeah. yeah they weren't they? looking particularly well, confident until the first goal went in nail on the head Dom no confidence at all no Everton they came here with a defensive structure yeah. defensive setup, two holding midfielders you know brought back Schneidlin who hasn't been seen right yeah that tells you straight away, right, they're on the defensive, boys, let's get at them, right? Let's not disappoint them, let's get on top of them, pressure them, crosses, shots, the lot. Don't matter if you're shooting, it's going over the bar or wide, as long as the crowd's engaged and there's ooh, corners, whatever you, just start well so you can gain that momentum first because they're, they're, they've come here expecting it, so don't disappoint them, all right? Even at 1-0, I didn't think Everton were confident. At no. 2-0... They gained confidence and they started to knock about. But at one nil, I even at then I thought. But at no point did I think, well, we got a chance here. We didn't seem to have any confidence. Didn't seem to have a plan. You often talk about a plan. There didn't seem to be. It seemed to be, uh, mate. You're on fire today because <laughs> it, there seemed to be just eleven men approaching the game. Maybe again. Maybe we've said it before. You know, maybe the change of personnel. You know. Morrison back in, going to a back three, Bakuna in. Um, who else was in? Well, you played the two wingers, which you haven't been seen for a while. Correct. Mendes Lang. Correct. Loss of Camarasa. You know, so maybe it's a, uh, the, the change of personnel and not allowing yourself to get into some sort of rhythm. Because that's what they looked. They didn't have no rhythm, no confidence, no rhythm. They seemed to be just playing through the game. Do mm. you know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, Everton, Everton, no great shakes. No great shakes, but you see the difference in the. You can see the difference in the Everton team. Once the second goal goes in, they look like a team now who could be in the top eight in yeah. the Premier League. Before that went in, they look like a team that's fighting relegation. They were still Crazy. scrambling around. You almost wanted the. If you could have had the Everton game on the Friday, when they were going in cold and Cardiff were going in cold, it might have been better than yeah. having that. And we, yeah. know, we know what Watford can do to Cardiff. Yeah. By all accounts, it's, they yeah. seem to be the bogey side. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say bogey. I would say they just they got our measure. Yeah. And it's for you, as the coaching staff, when you come up against Watford, you're gonna have to change. Yeah. Because what they do counteracts what you do. 
for the better. So how are you going to counteract that? You know what I mean? We've got to get another season in the Premier League. We'll, we'll, well find out. We will can... find out. But Grassier, good manager though. Yeah, he's done very, very, very well. A very, very, very good very job. Good. Uh, talking about teams having their number, we'll probably come on to this a little bit later. I was on another podcast, a Wolves podcast, asking me about this weekend's game. And I actually said I think Cardiff have got Wolves' number a little bit yeah. based on, on recent years. But mm. we'll come on to that later. I want to talk about Victor Camarasa. Mm. For me, he's the, been the, the biggest absence of all the people who've missed these games whether they've mm. missed one or two yeah. because he just seems to be the person who transitions Cardiff in the midfield they always play with two holding midfielders mm. Reed was a little bit high against Everton for me Camarasa mm. can transition that game turn it into a counter attack when Cardiff lose the ball and there seems to be some doubt over his injury at the moment and Neil Warnock doesn't seem too happy yeah there seems to be I, I did see Neil's interview yesterday uh, but you, you you signed him, you know what you signed up for. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I just like I don't get like having those conversations in public. It's not going to change or improve the situation. All it's going to do, really and truly, is probably antagonise it, venting a frustration or two. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I understand that, but you know, he signed, you signed him. You know exactly what you were getting. You know exactly the situation. And it's, you know, Camaras is not alone in players going to their own physios. It's something I never understood. That's happened then, that's quite commonplace. Is yeah, it? I, know, I know boys at Chelsea who go back to Paris or go back to Brazil or go back to, and, you know, not just Chelsea. Yeah. Most top clubs, it's, it's, it's what happens. I never understood it because it's almost like, well, you know, what it does is undermine your own physiotherapy and your own doctors and your own do you know what I mean it's like saying well they don't understand the injury the same as yeah the other side do but if that's where I think what they why they do it is because for a player if the mind is if you're happy in mind you heal quicker it's kind of that sort of theory I think is beyond thinking but still I would have everything in house and would expect my players to be treated by my physiotherapy staff and if the player is 90% fit, then he's good to go in my book because no player is ever 100% fit. You're always 90% fit carrying something and they go not, especially this stage of the season. Now, what you got to ask, the question I think Neil Warnock is asking, which I don't think was clever, was, you know, well, I've got Sol Bamba here. Yeah. Who will go through, you know, brick walls and... You know, he pointed volcanoes out he's got to play, with his thigh and right? All this. But you got Victor, who's got an injury which I don't say as as big as who's not prepared. Well, that's a mental thing. Mm. I've played with players who are warriors, and I've played with players who will follow the warrior. It's as simple as that. And you know, longevity-wise, the warriors always have a short career. Do you know yeah, I mean? they take more blows, I guess. Because you, you do. You, you I mean, nobody could, nobody could criticise Camarasa, really, I think. Well, it's his. not his fault for being injured. You're injured, you're injured. And it's probably his advisors telling him he can't play. He'd right. probably love and to play. He, he's not looking at... He's not... Sol, Sol's a dyad for Cardiff. Victor's on loan. Yeah. Victor's got to look after himself first. You might find Victor at Everton next season, by the way. Mm. You know, it's, that's the kind of thing. So, do you want to play with an injury that may erupt again on May... Put you back another three months or some, 
No. He's 24 and Bamba's 34. Well, that makes a difference. At, yeah, well, he should heal quicker, really. Yeah. But but he maybe wants to prolong his career. He might not, and he's prolonging himself. You know, and his, his advisors are telling him. I just think it's it was needless, really, because it's, okay, what what is better about that situation by going public and saying that? Well, it doesn't change the injury, does it? Nothing changes, Dom. All it does is, is, is a few people get their backup, probably. Mm. Yeah, Neil's venting his frustration. I guarantee you, because if that was my player, that would have got my backup. I would have said, well, you know, you're almost questioning our integrity by saying what you're saying. Saying we're lying or we're not, we don't know what we're talking about or... But it should have remained in-house. But it should have remained in-house, right? Because your physiotherapy department and his physiotherapy department, you know, the fact is he's injured. How things are perceived, facts are perceived differently by you and I, as simple as that. So you can't question their physio and you can't question the kind of physio. You've got to say to the player, do you want to play? Can you play? If he says no, okay, no problem, move on. The very fact we're talking about this, though, probably it proves your point that an issue has been made where it didn't need to be, and it's probably accentuated how much Cardiff need Camarasa now and need him back in the team. Right, and but what what the question done was almost question him. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Which I would say, oh, you're kind of pulling the dog with a stick there, you know, kind of. <laughs> if you are. If you're going to question Victor, keep that in-house. We don't need to hear about that. We shouldn't be discussing, you know, whether or not Victor's fit enough to play. Yeah. He knows, his people know, Neil knows, their people know. Now, they might be in disagreement, but, okay, have a disagreement in-house. It, there's absolutely no need for it to come out in the public because it's not going to help anybody. No, I think, I think that and the debate around Sean Morrison... Plus the rotation between a quick turnaround in games. What's the debate around Sean Morrison? Well, we'll come on to it later. We've got big, big questions for you on this later. So I'll just talk about it generally. Okay. But that general debate of where's Camarasa? Should Morrison be back? Why are all these changes being made? Mm. It's made for a bit bit of uncertainty, I feel, around Mm. the team. Mm. I don't know if you feel like that's contributed to the the I think, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you, Tom. I would say there's lots of different factors at the moment. Factors that... Uh, we're able to control and factors that are out of our control at this moment in time. I think there's a lot more, and the fans, City fans ain't stupid. I mean, the atmosphere had changed for me. Yeah. yeah I actually heard boos. Incredible, yeah. Uh, people know, leaving early. And, people get, yeah. you know, we've been beaten, well beaten this season and they have cheered them off and clapped at them where the press are saying, well, we just don't understand this. Even friends of mine are saying, never seen that before team got beat well beat and you know they're being clapped off and applauded and you know and you understood yeah because the fans are letting you know no matter what just keep plugging away we're with you we're with you well last night was the first time there was unrest yeah which really surprised me but like I said I think there's external factors excuse me which we can't discuss yeah. We won't discuss, it's not our point to. Exactly. There's investigations going on, but I think these things are all having a part in the general mood. It does, doesn't it, though? Yeah. On, off the field and on the field, always connects everybody. somewhere. We're all human, yeah. so it's affecting everybody. Do you know what I mean? Whether Whichever way you think, good, bad or indifferent, it's having an effect for me. There have been some comments on social media that, that have said, this is a regression back to what, what happened 
before the Salah tragedy. So the, the form before um, what happened with Emiliano Salah, Cardiff had obviously lost at Newcastle mm. and drawn a really poor game against Huddersfield. That's right. And if you take the two results after they seem to be galvanised and they seem to really come together at Bournemouth, against mm. Bournemouth at Southampton, since then it's been two really poor results again. Mm. Is there any thread through that? It's a hangover, I think. Yeah. I think emotionally, straight away, I think you would have gone into that. We said it on on the boot room. There's there's no way you can lose that kind of the next game sort of thing. You, you kind of it's it's you kind of like paying your mark of respect to you know your fallen soldier if you like you know the one who you never got to play with them or have you. And I think emotionally. I think if you look at the crowd, the players, you know, I remember Bamba celebration, um, Zahor celebration. I think emotionally they were, you might say, oh, well, that's how people celebrate. But no, it meant, it, it meant so it much came from more. somewhere deep yeah, down. Yeah, a it? different part of your soul, like, you know. And I think if you're looking at the team now, like I say, other factors are at play as well. But I think that is, is, is playing a part. The... Um, it's kind of like, you know, you see if you're boxers having an adrenaline dump, they're so like hyped, 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 hyped. You can't stay and that so way the whole time. so wired for so long. You get to the fight, you box around, and you're gone, right? Because emotionally, it's, it's just all come out of you. Well, I would say, looking at the team, and, and I don't think it's just the team. I think it's the fans, it's us. Yeah, and we, the management, yeah, I would say. Yeah, we all seem to be down. You know, whether it's like I say, what's going on, and we know what's going on, and we don't like what's going on. Fair enough, but I don't know. There doesn't seem to be that same feeling there was pre this situation. Yeah, it's going to be a difficult one for for Cardiff to manage. Final question before we we have a short break: How do they snap out of it? Is there an easy way out of this slump, or do you see it continuing? Um, snap out of it I would probably I would probably say in, right, get the team up get them away don't have to be a hot country doesn't have to be Dubai for a week or something like that or something like that just I tell you what we played Monday next game Saturday okay Saturday after Saturday not got a game till the following Saturday jump on a Playing, go up to Ireland, go over to Ireland, up to Scotland, go have a day's golfing, spa, chill out, blah, 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 blah. Try and take a real private retreat. Yeah, yeah. Right, go and have a relax, blah, blah, blah. We'll sit, we'll discuss how we're all feeling, blah, 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 blah. What's went right, what's gone wrong, blah, blah, blah. Open and frank. And that means open and frank. No one hold back anything. If you think it, say it. Have it out, group of men, blah blah blah. So you think it's a right? Get it resolved. Back on the plane, back to Cardiff. Right on the Wednesday, the Thursday, we start with a fresh brain. We can't affect the past. If we could, we'd be millionaires, mate. Yeah, millionaires. Yeah, we'd be millionaires, mate. <laughs> but you think it's a mental issue rather than I a physical do. issue? It's not yeah. the hard yards on the training yeah. pitch. The brain tells the body what to do, Dom. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And at this stage of the season. You seen last season? You play an extra, like eight, ten games in in the championship, right? Last season we were coming into our own now. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it, it was. It was at this stage. It was just grinding out, wasn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. We were starting to come in our own. We were starting to believe, right? This is this is going to happen, you know. But it's sort of it's turned on its, it's head. Running away from at a little moment. bit. Yeah, it? it's kind of like, fellas, we need to reset here. Or like I just mentioned, Bournemouth, we could easily go next ten games without winning the game. That would be the fear. You stay on 25, 26 points, twenty seven points. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope it's there, there is a reaction at Molyneux. We'll talk about the Wolves game a little bit later in the podcast. Let's have a short break and then we'll ask Blakey. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So I want to tie in our debate this week, Blakey, with a, a question that comes in from Res Davis. I delayed us talking about it before. Rez Davis. Yeah. Reza. Um, he says, Blakey, do you agree with the decision to bring back Sean Morrison in weeks after his appendix up? He says the fact that Cardiff have conceded eight in a week um, seemed to be the, it seemed to be that a winning formula had been stumbled upon against Southampton and Bournemouth. Yeah. To change that with Morrison coming back, has it disrupted? I things? think it's a, I think it's a little unfair that the results have coincided with Sean coming back, okay? I can't sit here and say it's because of, it's never because of one person. No. Right? Agreed. The two results where they've won games and having Manga and Bamba, I think a lot of people have called for that, including ourselves. We were probably the earliest to call for it. We've been right? for some time, I think. Well, yeah, for a couple of years, <laughs> right? So I think, and I don't think we had stumbled upon, upon that. I think that was always there, probably in the back of the manager's mind also. But your captain is your captain, and I understand that too. But once he's gone out of the team, through no fault of anyone's, yeah, it's a health issue, and you're playing well, do I disrupt that back line if I've got no need to? Or do I disrupt that central partnership if I've got no need to. Then we played devil's advocate and say what Warnock will say mm. um, in answer to this. He okay. will say, Morrison and Bamba were my partnership last season. Mm-hmm. Morrison was player of the year last season. Mm-hmm. Hall Cardiff up with some inspirational performances as captain. Mm-hmm. And I'm still getting Bruno Manga in the team. I think, as Neil Warnock, I think that Manga can do a job at right back. Fine, so, I just don't think you're as strong. I, and if you're not as strong in the Premier League where the chances are, where everyone's got you ticked to go down, my thing was loyalty goes out the window at that point. Sentiment, as you all know, I always say, there's no, no room for. Yeah. This is about winning and this is about success. You know, if, if, if Sean's in the team or out of the team and Cardiff stay up, does anyone going to say, oh, well, you know, it was wrong because Sean wasn't in the team? Yeah, if we go down, what happens is <coughs> people start pointing the finger and saying, oh, it's because of him. And it's because of him. And there's no way you're going to stop that. You've just heard me say it's nowhere near can be one person's fault. He's your captain. He was an inspirational captain last season. But but it's the blend you say. At yeah. the end of the day, you, you, to, for me... You play your strongest, and I would say the strongest centre-back partnership in this league is Bruno and Son. Yeah, with Peltier at right-back, who I yeah. think was doing a great job. Actually. Yeah, he was, just, he was just smashing people, yeah. you know? 
Would you then look into the decision and maybe see that Warnock was trying not to upset the, the togetherness, the team spirit? No, because players understand, Dom. We all but know. Morrison is a leader in that dressing room. <coughs> it doesn't matter. There's more than one leader. I don't say I've always maintained Sean is the captain, but Saul is the the captain. Yeah? Yeah. Sean, <coughs> listen. He certainly didn't look out of place wearing the armband. No. Leading the no. Back. No. You know, you, you, you know, you wouldn't... People don't not listen to Saul because he's not the captain. He's actually the captain on the pitch even when Sean's playing. He's still the leader and captain on the pitch. So, yeah, that, that bears no significance to me. What about the prospect of a back three or back five then getting Well, I said it. I, I said I thought, you know, if you're going to go for it, get the three galoots in. But it, it, to me, it didn't work over the two games. You can't play a back three so wide. They played a back three like a back four. The one goal Delafeo scored, I think, when he chipped uh, Etheridge. The back three, Saul, Shaw and uh, Bruno. Bruno. Saul's playing as like a... Saul's high on the left-hand side. He's almost in a left-wing back position. So Delafeo goes down that channel and Shaw's too far away from him. They, you know, that, they're the back line. They need to stick as a three in line. Right? If you're playing offside, you all play offside. If you're playing deep, you all play deep. The midfield can afford to switch that around a little. But that back three can be Saul High, Sean a bit deeper, and Bruno in between them. And then what was happening? Saul, left channel. Sean, middle channel. Bruno, right channel. No. If it's down the left-hand side, Saul's in the left-back position. Sean's across on the left centre-back position. Bruno's over on... The penalty spot, centre spot, the three of them are over on that left channel. But I said before, Cardiff almost play a back four in a very defensive way, so they almost don't need to play a back three because they've mm. got four defensive players across the back there. Pelty mm. will stay where he is at right Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Bennett won't really go forward. He <coughs> wants to, I think. Bennett's, but... Well, like we said, Bennett is good going forward and is great on the run, I think. He's right? been shackled and a I think bit, he, I think he, I would want a lot more from him, but he has. But the beauty of having Peltier is your back four can become a back three. Yeah, exactly. He and can, he's a monster he challenger. He is, yeah, he? He, you know, fine. We always said we want more out of our fullback positions. But if not, if you're going to play someone who doesn't want to get forward and just going to munch people in challenges, play Pelts. Right? Some people are calling for Bakuna as an attacking right back. I personally don't think it's the right time for Cardiff I to be doing that. I wouldn't either. I would go back to what got me where I was at my best. And I I think they were getting into a, a good run of form as a Etheridge, two centre-backs, Bamba, Manga, and then the two full-backs. Because you know, Pelts... He just let he'll get the ball and lend it to the winger. Mm. It's what you want if you're a winger. You know, you don't want him overlapping you and looking better than you. But that's what's called for in the game. But Belts is like, oh, I tell you, I'll stay here. You go on in. Do he doesn't thing. mind. That's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the great thing. Absolutely. Neil, Neil Warnock's talking about he wants players in the trenches with him. He well, said, you don't get a better one than well, that. He said that after the Everton game. But on the Everton game, he'd left Peltier, Arta and Patterson all on the bench. Three warriors, like. Three of the biggest for me. Yeah, yeah, you know, probably yeah. put Gunnarsson and Bamber, Bamber in that in mix. There, yeah, but, yeah. but after that, yeah. it's. Uh, yeah. I find it a strange comment. I think. Well, you can sometimes you can. I know. I suppose sometimes, given the chance again, he might look back and say, "I probably went 
too far with the changes there. Probably yeah. I've done myself. Yeah, yeah. And you might see if he reverts back to a back four and like sort of said, personnel come season, in. He's he? changed it all season, but I think when you stumble on that winning formula, which he did, and I don't think it was by default or by mistake. I think, like we said, Manga going into the central position was really important. Now you might say, oh, I played against Watford and he got destroyed. Well, no, no, no. Your team got destroyed against Watford. I mean, and they got destroyed up at Watford. Mm. So, you know, we can't point at Bruno, we can't point at Sean, we can't point at Saul, Neil, we can't point at anybody. Midfield, attack, defence, you just can't. When a pattern starts to emerge, that's absolutely. To look absolutely. At that. I'd also say that the, a midfield three needs to return for me against Everton. Bakuna and Gunnison were horribly, have a two. horribly exposed, I can't thought. Can't have a two. Yeah. Can't have a two. And I, I, I think I think Bakuna's been very lucky, to be honest with you, to step into that team at the point that he did was very fortunate. Well, right? People will question that. And if you're going to step in there, you've got to rip it up. And like I said, the goals, the goal, the one goal against uh, Everton the other night, the first goal. I'm if if I'm a centre forward, I'm it's probably going to go off in the dressing room at halftime because. I know if I'm not shutting down the centre back or if I'm not holding the ball up, Bakuna's got every right to absolutely cane me and tell me, get hold of it. You're not bringing anyone to play. Any danger you win in a flick on, any chance of you running your man, any chance of you finishing one of those strikes, right? So when you don't do something, I'm not going to say to you, oh, Bakuna's, you know, any chance you. No, it's going to result in mm. fire. That's what. Warriors do it. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure words are exchanged in that dressing room. Absolutely. But Neil Absolutely. Warnock says they can't feel sorry for themselves now. There's no time. Well, it takes it. Well, from Bakuna's point of view, it takes a time to get into the rhythm of the team and the new players. And you know, what does Mendes Lang, Lang like? Oh, he likes to come short to go long to get in behind. What does Junior like? Junior likes to go long, come short, get the ball. He's a trickster. He likes the ball. All these little things you get the used to playing with. Okay, so now Kenneth is back in the team after his goal. He wants a different thing to what Nias wants. Right, wants... but if you look at what we were doing last night, uh, I keep saying last night. It was last night, man. Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time's gone. So slowly. if you look at what you're doing last night, we were almost back to what we were doing in the championship with Kenneth. Bang, bang, woof, long. Kenneth running the channels, but it didn't happen enough. And you didn't, you weren't able to then go, okay, yeah, but let's do a bit of short, in, uh, you know, the intricacy. We were just going bang, long, bang, long, bang, long. And, you know, Kenneth's got to play himself in the form also. Yeah, well, we'll wait till Paul's back on the podcast to oh, discuss Paul's, the yeah, more in you depth. Know, he, you know, he'd be saying like... We'd have know, a 20 minutes extra. Yeah, and he'd he, he done well, but it's, it's, it's difficult for a team who are devoid of confidence. But if you're up against a team who are devoid of confidence, you know, you've got to be willing at home, you've got to be willing to strike that first blow to go not not get the goal to apply the pressure on the neck of your opponent first it's expected they expected it if you don't deliver they'll then take advantage which is what happened I think exactly yeah and big big changes uh, needed for the visit to Wolves right let's have a look at that Wolves that was game. one question one yeah yeah, it was, yeah. That was a great, great question, Rez. Yeah, it was, Rez, it was. Best really ask Blakey we've had in a long time. <laughs> right, let's uh, see if Blakey can get his predictions right then after oh, a short it. break. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. 
So Nathan, do you want to start by talking about Wolves, or do you want to start with your forty-five predictions? I'm going up the Wolves. Let's talk about Wolves. I'm going up the Wolves. They've um, I'm doing a night with Matt Murray. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing all those Wolves fans. It's a little like mark of respect, I think, uh, for the Championship team that got the first promotion in I don't know twenty odd years, twenty-five years. Kind of, even though they went down, I think League One a couple of seasons later, but that first promotion, all through my career playing against Wolves, they were always a team that was supposed to get promoted that never did. Yeah. So when when I got there, my ambition was no matter what, <clears throat> no matter what happens, you got to win a promotion in the three years you've signed here. And it was the first time I came across your name as a footballer, actually, the, at Wolves' sort of mid-noughties uh, team. Mm. remember you playing up front and uh, scoring a few goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only great to discover you also, also play for Cardiff and others. <coughs> great time day. at Wolves. But great, great club. So I'm looking forward to going up and um, spending some time with them, spending some time with the fans and that, yeah. It's somewhere, and a team Cardiff have sussed out a little bit in recent years. I know they, they lost that game where... Two uh, pound misses. Warnock and Nuno exchanged some after the game. I watched it the other night. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I'm never going to get old, that video yeah. of him um, yeah. telling Nuno where to get off. Mm. But they should have won it with two, penalt- t- two penalty misses in the last minute. Mm. They did win earlier in the season when Horlick scored a, mm. a perler. They won at Molyneux early last season yeah. in a game we often hark back to. Yeah. What's been the What's been the formula that's got they've got right against Wolves? I think the I think Cardiff have just brought legs energy and and you know competitiveness really and that you know aggression which you know seemed to upset wolves but i honestly don't i think it'll be a different story you think yeah i think wolves are in they're looking i think they're seventh i think they've had a very good season i think they're seventh or eighth eighth. they look fantastic and they've learned what, what i like about wolves is how they played in the championship they're playing similar to the Premier League, but their players from the Championship have learned quickly. And that's how they're, you know, you don't get 40 points, I think they've got now. You don't get 40 points by With games luck and just, oh, you know, it's great to hear. They've beaten and taken on some of the best. So, you know, it's not been a fluke. First time I think I got lucky. But to do it time and time again and sit above teams like Everton, above teams like Palace, above teams like Bournemouth, you know, mm. all these teams they sat above who have got a lot more experience than them in the league. I think, listen, I think, you know, as one of my former clubs, it is it's fantastic to see. I love it. I love watching them as well. I think they're a really good team. It's a mod- model that Cardiff would probably struggle to, to replicate, I guess, but... Well, it's not It's not 20 passes a goal. It's not Swansea. But it's in terms of it's the, not the, a possession-based possession, possession, possession. You know, near the box, go back. It's not. It's dynamic. It's very much. Cardiff have the players to play that. You think? Well, they got wingers. Yeah. With Mendes Lang. Have they got a Neves or a Moutinho? Murphy, mad pace. We've said one thing. Cardiff lacks creative midfielder. Yeah, that's that's why I'm saying. Neves. We've always said. Yeah, and Moutinho. Right? But can some pick a pass? Absolutely. Might get. 9 out of 10 passes from a Moutinho but you might get 7 out of Gunnison you know what I mean he's still going to give you a good and Arda he can pick a pass with his left foot you know Camarasa he can definitely pick a pass he is Wolves and above quality so you've got the players to do it play on that counter attack style and stretch teams and really that width because that's where Mendes Lang's at his best that's where Junior's at his best when they're 1v1 
Jermaine Murphy 1v1. So, me, I love the way Wolves play because there's, there's, there's plenty of keep ball and plenty of counter-attack. Mm. It's not too much of one thing or too much of another. I think they've got a great balance. They around. mix it up well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have seen, though, and we've seen Cardiff give them problems. Mm. Um, back at Molyneux, it was almost two years ago, I think. 3-2? Right at the start of... No, 2-1, uh, wasn't it? 3-2, right? At the start of... 3-2. At the start of... 17-18. Last season, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Mendes Lang scored maybe a couple. Yeah. Um, but Mendes Lang and Hoylet gave Matt Doherty, who's probably one of the form fullbacks in the league, gave him a, a right old tough time. But... Mm. Like you say, Wolves seem to have adapted better to the Premier League. Well, they're players who played in the Championship and played a lot of games in the Championship. A lot of them have played a lot of games in the Premier League. They haven't had situations where, you know, their striker's not been on form or is not getting goals or there seems to be a problem, you know, or midfielders not adapting or having to go and buy new midfielders to slot in to adapt. They, you know, very settled side as well. Very, very settled side, and look like they're going to go again this summer. So you know, I'm looking for. I'm really looking forward to it because, like I said, I do like watching Wolves play. They are a fantastic team to watch. Pace, power, passing ability. You know, they they do they score a worldie and Neves can pull a worldie out. You know, they they've got a bit of everything. You know, Jota. I just think everywhere around the pitch they've they've got it. Like, it's, it's Bowley, I love. It's sounding like you're not going to predict a Cardiff win from uh, from all this. How do how do you see the Cardiff game? All day. <laughs> after all that? <laughs> no, I don't. I I can't see Cardiff winning the game, but they do need to get back on the horse. I I fear that Wolves will do Cardiff. I think Cardiff are in a real precarious position at the moment. I hope they surprise me and go in and you know beat Wolves and get back on the horse sort sort of thing. But looking between the two. Cardiff eight goals in two games, you know, you don't that's just not a oh unlucky. That's listen, we got problems, mate. Right? You know, we ain't got like a split in the the bottom of a boat. We got like a gaping hole and it's the water's coming in fast. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what score are you saying for this one then? Uh, this is this is the last of the footy five predictions, so only f I'll give you four more after this. Uh Wolves Cardiff, I'm gonna go uh 2-0 Wolves 2-0 mm. well I'm going to say they're going to get on the back on the horse in a in a way I'm going to say 0-0 okay. I think Wolves haven't been particularly free scoring I take scoring. that all day yeah you would I think, I think most Cardiff fans would so the rest of your 45 predictions we'll start with uh, Bournemouth versus Man City Bournemouth at all Man City Bournemouth for due result but it is Man City so I'll go 2-0 2-0 City mm -hmm. Brighton v Huddersfield Cardiff oh, can do with Brighton not winning. Good result game. last night for Huddersfield. Yeah, it? it was very good. Uh, Brighton, on a bad run, but do you know what? Chris Hewton, Premiership, Championship, doesn't really matter. He's just really good professional manager. So I'm going to say Brighton 1 0. 1 0. Brighton on that one. Uh, Burnley Palace is a, Burnley was like shocking a terrible last one night. to predict, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, and Palace always do me, don't they? Burnley can't be that bad twice in a row. Burnley Palace, Burnley at home. 1-0. Uh, 1-0 Burnley. Mm -hmm. uh, and the final one, Man United-Southampton. The game certainly kind of Man, Man United, United to win. 3-1. Uh, 3-1 Southampton one. Three, one, Man United. Excellent. Brilliant stuff. 
Well, it's good to uh, pleasure, Dom. Good to air our thoughts without Paul. Yeah, us. yeah, yeah. Without Paul jumping in and defending Kenneth. We'll, uh, we'll <laughs> hopefully have that uh, Zahor discussion after the Wolves game next week. Uh, Can't have it without Paul. Man. Let's see. Let's see what he does at Molyneux. Right. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you, Blakey, for your uh, contribution today. You can obviously subscribe, share, and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, or Wales Online. From the two of us this week, it's goodbye. Thanks for listening. Au revoir.